and welcome to the Trailrunners Experience again. If this is your first time, welcome. And if it's not your first time, welcome back. Today, I am joined by the fastest runner I've ever interviewed. And but it's also runs on a generally runs on a different type of uh, trail. And it's a trail that's usually a lot flatter, but also very fast. And just at the weekend, um, today's guest actually got to run um, bump shoulders with some pretty fast runners probably some of the, the fastest in the world. And so I'm joined by um, Nathan Pierce out of uh, Victoria. Welcome, Nathan. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Absolute pleasure, mate. Um, Nathan, so you're, a, um, you're in Melbourne and you're a track runner mostly, are you? Yeah, so obviously grew up, um, yeah, little athletics and sort of evolved into, yes, yeah, more of a track middle distance runner. Um, as a junior, but I was always um, pretty strong at cross country at schools and um, sort of, yeah, state level kind of thing. So just throughout my junior, I'd always still be sort of the 800, 1500 runner. But um, yeah, when it came to winter, still pretty strong over the longer distance on the cross country course. Excellent. Yeah. No. um, And well, cross country definitely is one that comes to mind because, um, the, for those that, that will listen to this um, podcast episode, like when I upload it, the World Championships or Cross Country World Championships were just on at the weekend and in Bathurst, held in Bathurst in New South Wales, which doesn't happen very often, to get the Worlds right here and you were there. Yeah, no, it was pretty um, pretty sensational, pretty, pretty good event. And, um, yeah, luckily got a chance to run on the course the day before. Um, the main race to try and get my chance to run in the main race, but um, unfortunately just missed out. But um, no, it was a good experience and yeah, great weekend with um, oh the crowd. The crowd was pretty phenomenal and um, having my best mate in um, the main race as well, Jack Rayner. Um, right. It was, it was pretty good to sort of cheer him along as well. So um, yeah, no, it doesn't. It's a very rare occasion that we have the best in the world in Australia. Yes, it's um, it was inspiring, and like I've I've been watching and I've been I've been catching up on it because I didn't get to watch the races live, and uh, I just like I'm I come from cross country background myself. It's where I got into running, like where a lot of kids do, and um, yeah, I just get really excited because the just the the racing is so intense, and um, the terrain, you know, a lot of trail runners and go, it's not that hilly, but when you're running at um at your limit because basically cross country is you're just running right at the edge of your limit the whole way exactly you? yeah you yeah. you sort of borderline that sort of threshold limit where if you do tip over it's a long way home um yes. and the thing the other thing with cross country it's the best of every distance event possible so you've got 800 1500 meter guys trying to challenge over that sort of longer distance but then you've also got almost marathon runners, half marathon runners, um, like Kiplimo, um, who won over the weekend. He's the uh, world record yeah. half marathon, the world half marathon record holder. So yeah, yeah you've got your track um, quality guys and then you, yeah, your road distance guys as well coming together. Yeah. it's It was phenomenal to watch uh, Kiplimo. And yeah, he is in, incredibly fast. And I think he's sort of like, the next Kipchoge, if you know, if I'm being honest, you know, when yeah, you know, like I, obviously you've got chapter guy, um, yeah, who's, who's 
arguably just above him in terms of yeah track speed and stuff like that. But yeah, Kiplimo, yeah, he's a bit younger. Um, seems to be just a little bit more dominant in um these major races as well. Just in the last couple of years over Chapter Guy, like Chapter Guy, obviously he's a the world very, very yeah very quick runner. Um, yeah. But yeah, when it comes to that, just sort of that little bit of edge that you need in these sort of big championship races, Kiplimo just seems to um, have that at the moment. Yeah. Um, no, it was, it was great. And I love when he made that move um, at the end. But we'll get to that. There was a lot of great racing. Yeah. Uh, I want to – so the actual – so I, I want to talk a little bit about the world, but I also want to talk a bit about well, – more so about, about you and yeah. um, where you've come from and sort of where you're going with your running because um, – Obviously, you've got a history. I see. Look, I, you know, I've done my stalking, and I know yeah. on, you know, for those that are listening, Nathan does have a, a world ranking in various distances. You've got your um, world athletics um, ranking, and so yeah. and all that, which is pretty cool. Not a lot of people. I mean, you've obviously so you're a decent athlete, and I'm looking at some of your personal bests, like. You know, you race mostly from 800, right? The biggest is like 10K. I don't know how often you run up to 10K distance. Um, is that I'm, something? Yeah, I'm probably looking at doing a few more sort of road 10Ks um, even this year as well. Um, just as you said, with trail running and stuff like that, I've come to learn speed isn't the worst thing as well um, when it comes to the trail. So having that balance so yeah definitely we'll sort of um stretch out to that 10k distance a little bit more this year yeah currently i see that your the your 10k um i'm assuming this is 10k road that it's talking about on the well yeah and my pb on that um website isn't actually too accurate so yeah and that up that time i think it's 3059 if i'm yeah um i ran that up at sunshine coast in 2019, um, yeah. which was a pretty, fast. Yeah, <laughs> which was a brutal day as well. It was sort of 32 degrees and it was about 9.30, I think we started. So it was after the sun had rose. But, um, yeah. yeah, last year I ran um, Albert Park, oh, Lakeside 10, which is uh, alongside the XCR series here in um, Victoria, which is Athsfix cross-country season. Um, and I ran thirty twenty eight there. So oh, that's, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I think there's some, it's not a accredited distance, but a, oh, accredited event by World Athletics, but um, I'll, I'll claim that as my 10K PB. That's a, still pretty bloody, yeah, that's good. Yeah. Um, and so you're knocking on the door of, of sub 30. So yeah. that's where you, ha- that's, is that like a real, is that a milestone you're reaching for? I think so, yeah. Like, yeah. I think if um, I grow old and I'm able to say that I've ran sub 30 in the 10K, I'll, um, yeah, yeah, it would be a pretty good thing. Um, it's you're, you're, you're 26, is that right? Yes, yep. Yeah. So, um, I, like, yeah, over those distances, I mean, you see a lot of, like, a lot of athletes, their career evolution, you know, they start at the 800, 1500, and then they, they work their way up until they get, you know, because I guess you lose that top end speed a little bit. Yeah, you, you definitely do, and I'm I've experienced that this year already. <laughs> yeah, but I'll you know look, I I'm not in the same league as you 
but I mean, I run and I've been yeah. running and coaching and stuff for years. And I, I mean, I, I'm 43 and I'm still making, getting PBs, you know, so um, I have a very, obviously I'm not in the same like world-class level, but it's just, I think that there is a, there is a way, I mean, you just have to look at Kipchoge, you know, he's still, yeah, exactly. he's in his late 30s and he's still cranking, um, doesn't, doesn't look like he's slowing down at all. Yeah. <laughs> So it's uh there's 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 hope for you yet, yeah, but exactly. uh, yeah no it's uh, it's very impressive and I mean just looking back through some of the other ones and I'm going to pick on you for a few things because yeah, no, obviously no. They, they some of them go way back to 2012 which I'm assuming was when you were in high school, um, yeah. competing, and um, that's really cool. Um, way back in 2016, it says that over in New Zealand you did a one mile race because I always find the mile is an interesting discipline bloody brutal um you, you did a 411 mile and um which is quick but i mean is it something you've had to crack out again any uh, recently the, or and th this is the yeah the mile um it's a funny distance because it doesn't really come around in australia too often um no. or new zealand for that matter as well um and when they do they're usually a championship race rather than a graded um, race yes. with a pacer or anything like that. So it so is very, yeah. yeah, so it's very hard to get into a mile where you just get dragged along for a quick time. I would, oh, I would love to, I, I, I don't think um, now where my sort of running career is going, I don't think the, the sub four mile will sort of ever be achievable but yeah i'd definitely like to get it sort of yeah. edge it closer to that four minute pace um yeah it's yeah. pretty great and look to be honest i actually think we put a lot of stock in breaking these these arbitrary milestones with our pbs you know like you know yeah. whether it's an amateur runner trying to make break 40 minutes for the 10k or 25 minutes for their park run or you know like as long as you, it's. I think it's um, it's the quest for improvement that's more important than the actual goal. Exactly. Um, yeah, and I guess you know you look at athletes and they're. It's I. I mean I say it with my runners. You know, it's more about enjoying engaging with the process and enjoying the process as opposed to enjoying the outcome because the outcome's not always. Well, the outcome's short lived. Whatever you do, you know, you get that. Everyone wants that moment on top of the mountain, you know, so to speak. But you've got to remember, you spend most of your time climbing the mountain. So you got yeah. to get used to that. But, uh, but yeah, like, oh, and that, that race in New Zealand, uh, it was arguably one of the sort of greatest um, sort of events I'll ever be a part of with um, Nick Willis was in that race. So yeah, was obviously the greatest New Zealand distance runner of all time. Um, and I was rubbing shoulders with him 800 metres into that race and he yeah. still, he still managed to run a, I think a 356. So that just shows how the caliber that he is that I was, I was probably on pace for a little bit quicker, but I wasn't on pace too much quicker. So that just shows how much he um, kicked away from me in the end. But yeah, you, you sort of share those, those moments. And like at the end of the day, you, as you said, 411, it's still a really quick time. So I do have that, um, yeah. that mindset of like, if it, if I never run quicker, it's I'm I'm still pretty happy with where yeah. I've come to. 
Yeah, absolutely. And it's funny about Nick Willis. It's interesting because from what I remember, I think last year or the year before, maybe he became the first person to run to break four minutes for 20 consecutive years. Yes. Like, yeah. Yeah. So that's phenomenal. Yeah. So <laughs> arguably, yeah, he's he's probably the best longevity runner in yeah. uh in middle distance. Yeah. Um, no, look, the the fountain of youth exists, but who knows what it is or where it is, you know, like yeah. it just it's in, it happens, you know. I think um yeah, well, speaking about your um, so your tra- your trajectory as a runner, so you've you've got these amazing, you've done all these, competing these amazing things, and we go right back. You know, you mentioned little athletics. So I have three children, right, and they're all doing little athletics at the moment, and um, it's interesting. We don't, I don't like to try and push running onto my kids because I don't want to be one of those parents, yeah. but. They are really enjoying the little athletics because I just were like, well, do you want to try it? My my middle daughter, she's seven, and she is um, very early on. I said to her, I said, look, in the longer races, because you know in little A's they do weird distances as they get older, like they go, yeah. they have like a five hundred meter, six hundred meter, seven hundred meter. So she's in she's in the under eights, and she's doing the. She had to line up for her first ever seven hundred meter, and I just said, look, the boys and girls together, and I said, just. Let everyone sprint off. Don't sprint with all the boys at the start. And she goes, okay. And I go, just try and catch them on the second lap. Second lap. And she and she actually listened. <laughs> and yeah. she so she jogged and she was in second last place on the before she came around for the bell. And then um she just just the whole way around, she never changed pace. And she just was like a just I was super proud because of she ended up finishing second overall. And well, that's only, awesome. Yeah, one boy beat her. She beat everyone else, but and I, and because she just goes, oh, I just it wasn't that hard, like because she just paced it right, you know. And so, and, you know, I don't know. I think with athletics is a really good place to start that. So oh, yeah, yeah, it's a great it's a great stepping stone. And obviously, I when I was in little Aths, um, I just did it on the weekend. It, it it wasn't like I was training during the week for it or, and it, it was just a social thing for me to go to i'd still be playing my football on a sunday um Mm -hmm. which then turned into soccer and then tennis as well um explosive lots of running uh running stops so you're basically doing heaps of interval training (laughs) playing soccer and and uh and all that yeah and then yeah just um got to when I, i think i was about 15 and i was always within soccer i was just I'd just get chucked into the position that I'd just be able to run the whole game out. And so I, I started at striker, then I got put in the midfield. And then the last season I was, I think I was in defense. So I was in defense purely because the rest of the team would sort of run out of legs. And then yeah. I'd be in the last man standing. So I'd stop all the opposition goals. But I think I just got to a point where um, I was always known as the kid that could run especially yeah. at school um, and like just winning school sports awards purely just based on my results at yeah your cross-country state champs and your athletic state champs and stuff. I just sort of was like, okay, maybe I should – I'm training for soccer, I'm training for tennis. Why aren't I training for running? So uh, that's uh, around the age of 15 I, um, yeah, finally got my first coach and started properly um, training for it. Yeah, right. And um, it's 
It's so interesting that like, because I quite often look at like elite sport and I often think that they don't, like elite, um, like ball sports, like AFL and soccer. Um, and I feel like there's not enough run, running training put in because, I mean, there's a lot of skill-based training. And I guess once they're in season, it's very difficult to get, you know, but to get the the work in. But um, getting in that aerobic fitness, that real massive aerobic engine, you know, that, and be able like in the fourth quarter, have have a few have a few Nathan Pierces on your team. Yeah. So you can just just run rings about it around everyone. I think endurance matters a lot in these kinds of sports, but I think it's really overlooked. You know. Oh, so, for sure. It's yeah. I, 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 living in Melbourne. I um, you sort of open to that world a little bit more. Um, and I think over the last ten years, just, just this is based off like sort of the AFL level. They they're getting the players into the club sort of before Christmas now. Um, and a lot of they're getting like sort of run coaches writing out programs for them as well. So I think it's yeah. now, especially how fast paced that game is um, and how yeah endurance based it is. I think yeah, the teams are starting to look at that a little bit more. But yeah. Like as a junior, you just, you'd go to your Tuesday, Thursday training and do your lap warm up, and which that's especially in soccer. That's where I kind of was like, Oh, come on. Um, in that <laughs> lap warm up, they would, they'd be dawdling around and I'd just be sort of wanting to run. Yeah. It's a random kind of thing. So, but as a team sport, you got to keep that team huddle and you're only as quick as the sort of the slowest runner, Um, (laughs) which, yeah. And that's where I sort of came to. I was like, well, I'm not, I'm not the greatest soccer player. Like technical wise, I could run and stuff, but, and that's where I sort of was like, yeah, Maybe a team sport's not for me because I'm not seeing that sort of development. Even though as a young young kid, you sort of do want to develop um, and sort of see where what level you can make it in. Especially, I was always sporty kid, so making it at the top level was always that main goal. Yeah, oh, that's awesome. Um, and so now, running, then you so you, so you put all your eggs in the running basket, so to speak. Now. Pretty and much, you, yeah. And you um, and you tr- you're training um. Uh, what was I going to say? So you're training really hard. So tell me a little bit about like where you are currently with your running. So you've obviously, and then I want to ask you about the about the weekend. So so you you're running based out of Melbourne. Do you do you have a coach? So I do have a coach, um, Liz Matthews. So Liz Matthews is Luke Matthews's mum. Um. So Luke Matthews, obviously a great 800 meter runner. Um, but at the moment with my, tra- with the trail side of things, I've sort of, and with work and everything like that, I can't actually make the sessions and the sessions, especially in the track season for me are a little different because I'm not just going out training for a 1500 or a 5k. I've got, yeah. Two, like as I had two bays last month, so I've got a 28k trail race to train for as well. So I've just sort of got, I've been sort of doing my own thing, but I do have a group that I've been training with. Um, we call ourselves the PM crew because we can only sort of fit training in in the afternoon. But um, yeah, I've just and this, I think this is where I am in my running. I'm just literally having fun with it. Um, and I'm running the best I've ever been. So, and with that, 
I can do whatever I kind of want um, with it, especially with the trail and then incorporating track races. So um, one week if I'm, yeah, if I'm feeling like, yeah, I, you know what, I'm feeling pretty good. Let's get a nice quick session in. Um, I'll probably, yeah, jump in, do some sort of quicker training. But, yeah, so Liz is my coach and we still touch yep. base. Um, but at the moment I'd probably say I'm kind of self-coaching myself yeah um but yeah where i am currently with my running i'll probably have you have to go back a little bit as well um obviously as you said that i had that mile race in 2016 and then i think a month later ran state championships it was my first open um state championships in the 1500 came second um you would have been like 18 or something yeah uh, 2016 i was 19 um So um, I, yeah, had that. And then a month later, just sort of got an injury. And my junior career, I was always sort of up and down with injury. And 2015 was sort of a perfect example of that. Um, I was had a stress reaction in my tibia, if I believe, towards the end of 2014. Oh. So straight out of high school, could have oh, run. Yeah. Um, finally got running just late December. A month later, qualified, made um, the world junior cross-country team at the time. So went and competed in China um, in 2015. Yeah. And that whole year, um, I wasn't at school. I wasn't working. I was living the dream of running for your own country um, and then came back and I just sort of had a year of just not knowing what I was doing or where, where I was actually going just in general in life. Um, Yeah. No, just obviously school wasn't my thing. And I sort of, yeah, threw most of my eggs in my, the running basket. And, and then yeah, 2015, just roller coaster finally got rolling in that sort of early 2016 and then got injured again. And I think it was just the final straw. Um, with just sort of where my mind was and had I just had a break, started working. Um, I was, what, yeah, 19, 20 at the time. You sort of, yeah, go out, enjoy, travel, experience the world. And I actually just never went back to running for almost two years. Um, yeah. Didn't even look at a pair of runners. Um, and then in 2018, a good mate, so my first coach, Michael Massini, who I now coach alongside with at Rum Rabbit, um, he just sort of dared me. He's like, all right, Lakeside 10, 2018, let's do it. Um, if you beat me, like I think he was just, it was just sort of a little, little joke and the competitive side of me just sort of came out. So I was like, okay, better start training. And this is where like probably how I am training at the moment. I'm I'm not too fussed with what I do or how I train. Um, and it's probably because of this break and coming back, I couldn't I couldn't actually run a, a lap of the football field. Um, oh. And when you when you come second at states and then don't run for two years, your mindset when it comes to running is still that level of running. Yes. Um, so <laughs> I just, wanted, <laughs> yeah, I, I just wanted to go out for a sort of a 12K run with 
my mates and um, be able to do it easily, but I just couldn't. Um, and I think that sort of frustrated with me with, okay, like I want now I've, I've got the love for running again. That's, that's just where I want to be. I want to just be able to go for that Sunday long run and not have to warm up for it or like really just put my mind to it. I just want to just be able to do it. So that's where it sort of all began again. So like you could probably say that, um, yeah, I've, ha- I've almost had two two sides of my career within running. Um, I've had that sort of junior sort of track um, competitive side and now I've come back and, oh, I've, I've touched a lot of my PBs since coming back, which is that, that was sort of the main goal was will I ever be as quick as I was? Um, and then I think last year um, I just had a, a really good year where I was running well. I wasn't putting too much pressure on myself when it came to races. Um, just in cross country, I was, yeah, just putting out good results and I was finally seeing that the hard work that I'd put in since coming back from running. So 2018, so it's take, it took almost four years for me to finally feel back my normal running self. Um, That's so and, good. Yeah. And then, um, yeah, then sort of the opportunity arose when um, Steve Brennan, a good mate of both of ours, um, just sort of approached yeah. me and was like, well, hey, Nath, world mountain and trail champs are sort of joining together this year and it's going to be the inaugural sort of championship and he's like it'll probably be a very good opportunity for you and I trail running for me um and oh for the my whole sort of training group or group of mates has always it's it's always been that sort of distance part of running that um no one really dabbled in or yeah. even gave it a chance and um and like oh don't get me wrong like growing up me and jack um we would always still run trails for our long runs and enjoy it but it just never was really a thing of oh why don't we actually try and race over the trails kind of thing um but i think it was just sort of yeah that new opportunity to be able to experience something new and it was almost like a new lease of life um, within my running as well. Um, and don't don't get me wrong, I've still I've still been doing the track races through this summer as well, and still enjoy that sort of fast pace. Um, not being able to really think, sort of racing. Um, whereas, yeah, the trails just this new lease of just being able to experience a new um, challenge and being able to race with the views that you get and the scenery that you get yeah. on the trails, it's, um, it's, a, it's a little better than uh, the road or the, the track. So yeah, running yeah. on a 400 meter track over and over again. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. So I've sort of caught that bug of, um, Oh, it's just, yeah, it's, it's a pretty phenomenal thing. And um, everyone says, Oh, once you, once you go to trails, you'll never turn back. And I always like, Oh, we'll wait and see. But, um, yeah, it's slowly dragging me in more and more. So You've got to do a bit of everything. And, and my philosophy is if you want to run fast, sometimes you have to run fast. And the best place to do that is on the track. You know, exactly, like, yeah. And so, you, I mean, like, there's a, yeah, uh, that's a brilliant story. Like, you're sort of like you're coming back from, 
from that the, the sort of spate of injuries. And, you know, I think you stepping into the trail world, you know, with your with your enormous aerobic engine and your your great leg speed, you know, it's definitely going to be a huge advantage, you know, because but it's just learning the discipline of the trails, you know, in terms of like, you know, strengthening your lower legs, your lower limbs, so that you've got like a bit more stability. Um, it was very interesting watching the worlds um, on the weekend. It was a pretty tough uh, cross country course, you know, because you had, yeah, you know, it was very Australian. You had the billabong, you had to run through the yeah. mud there, and you had the sand, uh, which was they call that Bondi Beach. Yeah, yeah. It, yeah. It, it, there's a couple of things that you're just kind of like, oh yeah, this is um, yeah, a bit too stereotypical, but um, but yeah, but yeah. Now they did they did a very good job on the course. Like they, they, there was no flat section. Um, yeah, it's so, hard. Yeah, and and that's where actually where as you said, like you got to have that balance. And my race, I, I, I probably some people would say I ran pretty stupid, but um. I just had <laughs> I just had this one plan um early in the week. I was like, you know what? People are gonna just be running to come that top seven. I was like, no one's gonna go hard. And I was like, if I catch people off guard, it's only six K. And if my I find like that rhythm, um I could sort of do it, like almost break the pack um and sort of yeah. step into a position. That's just what my thought was. Like unlucky for me. Um <laughs> Didn't went out real well. hard yeah, yeah. It was good. well yeah. yeah i think my first k was as quick as kip Lemo's last k um yeah. so that just sort of shows how stupid i was but uh i wouldn't but, say stupid it's 249 which is bloody bloody quick i can probably get to a 249 pace when i'm doing my strides but yeah. that's only that's only for about a few seconds so it's like, but i mean it's not like you fell apart because you maintained a pretty good well, and that, and that's where I was sort of getting at with this balance thing. So, yeah, in the second lap, I oh, I tell you what, I was down and out for a little bit. Um, it was six k's, wasn't it? The, the yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, that middle two k was it was a bit of mental will um, to get going. But I think from all the trail stuff I've been doing with all the hills and um, that sort of long grueling sort of stuff, I sort of came to in that last lap and. I think yeah. I was about twentieth um, with a lap to go, and I ended up fourteenth. So those six people had passed me previous on the previous lap, and to be able to sort of build that strength up again during a during a race where you're sort of almost down and out to sort of get back up and repass people, it's a good feeling. Um, oh, yeah, to be able to know that that's my yeah my limit is sort of. I'm still sort of being able to explore where my limit is almost. Um, yeah. You, yeah. Be you able went to... out with a bit of the um, Steve Prefontaine approach to racing, which I think is really exciting for this kind of thing. You know, Prefontaine, don't yeah, you? Yeah, yeah, definitely. yeah, definitely. It's like just give it all, throw it all out there. You know, what do you say? If you give anything less than your best is to sacrifice the gift. Yeah, and, exactly. You know, I mean, I love I love the Steve Prefontaine story, and I but I think – I think it, it would have been great to see if he had got a bit older and matured a little bit with his racing because he, if he had just a little tiny bit tactical, like because he had one tactic yeah. and that was just to go hard. Exactly. And um, you, you can't, you know, and this is where you, you can't do it against the um, Africans, you know, because they just, I don't know, they're just better in a lot of, you yeah. know. 
you know, they're so good. But um, but still, like I say, you the fact that you were able to regroup pretty quickly and um, pull in a pretty strong performance and you finished, you did six kilometres and I think the official results had you in exactly 20 minutes. And yes. was, yeah, but there was not much. There was less there was less than 45 seconds or less than 40 seconds between you and first place that um and it was at the top seven got a golden ticket is that right yeah pretty much so um so technically yeah that's you're running for seventh rather than first because if you did make that top seven yeah you (laughs) it would have been pretty painful if you put it all out there the day before and then had to back up for a 10k on the same course yes conditions um which yeah but i was i was had a slight confidence about me um to hopefully make that top seven because the week before i actually ran a five thousand meter pb on the track um the week before the week before so what was that just for the 1419 that's a um a very 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 good time so yes Yeah. So yes, it was a seven second PB, and that was purely off. Like I hadn't really done any sessions that should have indicated that. Um, with sort of all the sort of longer rep stuff that I hadn't really done much work to sort of prove that I'd be able to run that quick. Um, was it more just off the volume of training that you've been doing? I think so, and just yeah. hills and the sh- like. I'm strong at the moment with yeah. with it all, and I think it just comes down to consistency. Um, I've been running. I think I've been hitting sort of ninety to hundred k now for exactly about twelve months. Maybe with a sort of a little bit of a dip when I was in Thailand. Yeah, um, right. but yeah, I've just sort of been hitting that sort of, um, yeah k's each week for that long and i think i think no matter what you do with that sort of training behind you you're going to run well um and i think that's i think that's where i'm at with how i like sort of not like i'll rock up to a session and i'll go you know what i'm not feeling that great i might just jump in with the guys that are slightly a little bit um slower than me but i'll jump in with them and then throughout the session if i feel better might just sort of pick it up but i kind of like that balance of being able to just be like you know what nah i don't need to hit my times today um and i think that's as i'm just enjoying running so when you're enjoying running you you run pretty relaxed as well so which is um, so important yeah Yeah. um I, i think um do you spend most of your do you like you do a lot of mileage then like do you do a lot of training on your own, or do you do uh, how much? How do you do a lot of uh, many sessions with 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 mates or? With, with yeah, so so my sort of general week at the moment is sort of yeah a Monday's of like an easy run, um, sort of range from ten k to an hour, which usually is sort of thirteen and a half fourteen k. Tuesday's my sort of main session day, so that's when I'll jump in with that um, the crews on the in the afternoon. So usually we'd have sort of five to 10 blokes come to those sessions. So, and they're very, it's a very relaxed atmosphere there. None of us really know what session we're going to do until we sort of arrive. Um, But there's times where I'll have a session in mind and some guys will jump in, but yeah, there's, there's times if I'm feeling pretty good, I'm sort of training pretty solo. Um, 
but it's just I just like warming up with people. Um, it's yeah, better than, it's better than me just going. Oh, actually, yeah. If I've got no one to train with, I'm just going to go do my own thing. Now, I'd I'd still rather warm up and cool down with people, and even just still having people at the track um, is quite nice. But yeah, like there's times fitting stuff around work and um, cause yeah, at the moment I'm not really, I've only sort of been focused on that Tuesday session. And then if I can fit in sort of a threshold session later in the week, it doesn't, I'm not too phased if I do that sort of solo, but I'll always put the call out. And if anyone wants to join or anyone else is doing a similar session, I'll jump in. Um, where would you do that on the tr- a threshold session on the track or would you do it on the road? Uh, no, nah, so I'll, pro- I'll go find sort of one sort of session I've been doing is it's the boulevard, um, which it's just a road, but it's um, around Yarra Bend here in Melbourne, which is it's quite a hilly rolling. They're just sort of rolling hills. So it's about 12, 13K um, worth of work. And like I'll probably do, yeah, either just do a threshold or do a, work the hills, um, float the downhills. but yeah. Um, Or, yeah, sometimes jump over to sort of Prince's Park or Albert Park where it's a little bit flatter and just sort of do sort of a, yeah, sort of a build-up threshold or just sort of lock in a pace. And But, yeah, I'm pretty relaxed with those sort of sessions. Um, That's, um, do you think, like, I'm, I'm a bit, I think threshold running is, is so good. I think when you look at the amateur world of running, not enough people do threshold work or they do too much threshold work. And um, because everyone thinks there's this philosophy now of, oh, you got to do easy days, easy, hard days, hard. But there's not, I think there's a little bit more nuance in there. Um, oh, that sure. Yeah. And I think, um, yeah, I look at the Norwegian approach, like you've got the Ingebrigtsens and, you know, they do, they do upwards of six hours of threshold work per week, you know, to, yeah. So, so like that, but they've done it. They've built such an enormous foundation that they can get away with that. Yeah, they and, can handle it. Yeah. And um, it, would you ever, can when you're like, you're very relaxed about your training, but do you also think, oh, maybe I'll periodize my training in such a way that I can like really load up on some hard stuff for a couple of weeks? Or do you just like to keep feeling fresh? Um. Oh, it's it. That's sort of where I am at the moment. Like, it, I'm sort of still sort of because I'll I've got like in two weeks I'll be doing a a three k on track, and then another two weeks later I'll be doing a vk in um Hobart. So it's sort of I'm kind of like well, that's threshold work in a sense. (laughs) Yeah, and like where where do I like if do I go and just do straight hills for that VK, which then will probably sacrifice that 3K almost. Um, so it's pretty tough. But, yeah, no, like I do, I will say I've the Tuesdays I've now started to really pick it up. Um, and I've been uh, – it's not like I, I slack, um, slack off on training, but um, – yeah, there's days where on the threshold, if I'm feeling good, I'll I'll give it a re- like sort of a red crack. So red hot crack. Um, yeah. But it's yeah, I I think because I'm enjoying my running and I'm still running fast, it's sort of I'm kind of like, well, why do I need a change? Yeah. Uh, 
and if I've got if there's a specific so obviously Austria this year for um world mountain trail champs is yeah. the goal. Um once I sort of have that set in stone, obviously my training will then um sort of go go towards that. So then I'll start bringing in hill reps, that sort of thing. Um but I'll still do those the flat Tuesday sessions um yeah. to keep that speed going. But yeah, I'll probably and then I'll focus my training a lot more towards that sort of certain race. But yeah, you got to get the biomechanics right. I think for I mean like that's one thing. I mean I do I mean I do a lot of hills and stuff. And I I know that when I do too much, I can feel I, I can feel the moment when I do too much vert, and yep. that's when I I feel very strong, but I also feel feel heavy, and um, but um, it's definitely there is a there is a balance point, and and, and the, I guess the art of 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 training or coaching and training is finding that sweet spot, you know, <laughs> so yeah, that, that definitely that, and. <laughs> And I'd I'd probably still say I'm I'm a fair I'm probably still a rookie when it comes to trail running. Um, yeah. And this VK might sort me out quick smart with because I I was just Have you done one before. Hey. Did you do one before? No, I've I've never done one. Um, and I was out at um Hobart last weekend for sister's wedding and sort of ran sections of the course and I was like okay this this isn't the running that I'm used to um so obviously yeah sort of getting that i'll probably have to hit sort of on my long runs or even if i've got a day off work sort of going and just doing real sort of steep climbs steep yep. climbs just to get that the body used to it yeah um, easy effort but on big hills like, exactly and yeah and i find with these hill that yeah the hills especially once it's very similar to cross country as well. Um, if you get the heart rate up way too high, too early, um, there's no turning back. Yes. Uh, and that's with this, with this VK, that's where I've got to learn. Um, don't, yeah, don't go out too hard. So I think if I can get out on some sort of steep and sort of just teach myself and teach my body, um, Sorry, I'm just going to have some water because I'm about to cough. It's all right. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, so like yeah. if I can teach myself to sort of find that limit and that threshold. Um, sorry. Yeah, <laughs> no, you're right. Um, yeah, find that limit um, where it's, I'm at. Sit at the limit? Sit just below yeah. the limit? Yeah. Yeah, so... And and because obviously four point eight k of running, but it's forty four minutes of running or forty five minutes of running, so or moving, climbing. Yeah. Um, so it's it's technically longer than it's almost like a fifteen k road race. Yes. Um, your heart doesn't know your heart and legs. You know that's the thing that's interesting is because you know Strava might know your watch might know that you're only covering was it five about five k's six k's. Um, but your your body only knows time, you know, like, you know, your heart is going to beat as much as it's going to beat in 50, in 45 minutes or whatever. Um, so if it's, if it's sitting there near, you know, near 100% of your VO2 max, you know, like you'll feel that. It's, it's, yeah, 
I um, well, I'm, I'm, and that's and that's the thing is time on yeah, legs. Um, yeah, you're if you're working, it's like if you went on an elliptical or you went on a spin bike or and you got your heart rate up for a certain amount of time. Well, that's way longer than what you do as a threshold. Um, if yeah. you went out and did a 30, 35 minute threshold, well, yeah, you're getting to that limit, but you're going for another 10 minutes at that limit. So yeah, being able to teach your body to not sort of exceed um, too early and almost be, stay as relaxed um, it's as possible. really difficult. Yeah. Um, so is that, would you, because I mean, would you like to do the VK if you made it into the world mountain running team for this year? Like, is that, or would you like to do, what did you do at the last one? At, so I did up, the up down championship. So, yeah. Um, oh, well, and that's, I think that's the other thing. I'm fairly new to it. So yeah. I do want to sort of see where my strengths lie. Um, and then again, I've been doing some longer trail races as well, like roller coaster. I know, in terms of trail running, these don't aren't the longer distance, but 23 and 28K yeah. two bays, which is very long for me. Um, like I think before roller coaster, my longest race that I've actually sort of gone 100% in is 12K cross country. So almost double the distance over 10 times more ele- elevation. Um, yeah. It's a big step up. So I think – and. To be fair, I've been performing all right over those distances. So I definitely want to sort of, yeah, just sort of experience every sort of aspect to trail running um, and really yeah. see where my strengths lie. And But I reckon uphill running is probably my strength. Um, yeah. I've always been quite strong over the hills in cross country. So, but yeah, it, it, VKs are different than... It's he'll, um you're running so if you need to have you you need to go and Google um Killian you know yeah Killian. yeah I, I I've done plenty of um researching watching a lot of YouTube videos and yeah and stuff like that um about it and yeah it, yeah there's some guys out there that are um are pretty gnarly gnarly folks but um yeah Killian's got the VK um unofficial world record of he did it in like 29 minutes yes. Up, we did a solo effort during COVID, I think. And, um, yeah, it's bonkers. <laughs> yeah, yeah like, <laughs> oh, obviously, um, yeah, it depends on what terrain you've got your VK at. But yes, doing 29 minutes up that, up a 1,000 metres of elevation, it's pretty pretty nuts because it isn't running almost. It's, it's stair climbing. It's scrambling. It's, yeah. it's just willing your body up, up a mountain. Um, yeah, so the the thing is with the uphill race in Austria and this, I think, yeah, in in Thailand especially, it was only I think it was eight eight and a half k. So technically, if I've 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 been told this as well, so I'm learning all the lingo as well. Um, that a VK has to be under five k. Is that yes. correct? Yeah. So uh, I think it's about five k. Yeah. 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 So yeah. roughly around that sort of distance. So. The uphill race in Thailand was eight and a half k, so technically not a VK. um, Yeah, but it more of an uphill race, right? And then I think in Austria it's about seven k, if I'm correct. I haven't really looked too much into it, but um, 
over that distance and it being a little bit more runnable um, entices me a little bit more. Um, it would play it. into your hands being a coming from the coming from your cross yeah, country background as well. Background. Yeah, absolutely. But, but, uh, uh, but yeah, like I, I, I getting ready for the up, up down in Thailand. I enjoyed the training a lot. Um, like there was one one good session out at King Lake that Steve recommended, and he had um, Brody Nankervis do it before as well, um, which was a sort of a thirty minute threshold up about a, I think it was four point three k climb up a fire track and then turn yeah. and go down as quick as possible and and that session was sort of a good implement like sort of indication if I was up to running downhill. I believe I, he calls that a turn and burn, doesn't he? Yeah, turn and burn. So yeah, um, and because I'd never really run downhills quick yeah, as, as quick as I can. Um, yeah. Cross country, obviously, yes, you have your downhills, but it was never a section. You just sort of did it. Um, you didn't actually train for it. It was you wanted to train more for the uphill um, than anything, because the downhill, you, it it sort of wasn't a. Sh- it's not really used as a, a strength point in cross country running, um, and I think I was averaging two thirties or two thirty <laughs> something coming down that hill. So it was very fast. Yeah, it was it was very fast and quite sort of daunting, knowing that one of these steps, if I step wrong, um, it's almost <laughs> yourself career sure. ending. Um, yeah, just got to learn to drop and roll. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, drop the shoulder and yeah, and just with it. But um, yeah. but I enjoyed that sort of stuff. Um, it yeah. was almost a thrill. So it being is. able to know that you can sort of reach a peak and then come back down as quick as possible, um, it's pretty exciting and thrilling. So I think I'll I'll probably if if I go to Austria, I think the up down will be my first choice. But I also watched some people doing the up and the uphill at yeah. um, Thailand. And I I reckon that would almost be up my alley as well. Um, yeah. You'll have a few days break. The uphill, yes, it's pretty gruelling, but it's not as um, heavy on the legs as the downhill, um, yeah, right. especially the quads. Downhill like, causes a lot of muscular damage, you know. it's um, Yeah. Yeah. Whereas, whereas obviously uphill you are fatiguing, but it's it's a different type of fatigue. I think it's just more full bodies just drained. Um, yeah. It's not actually muscle sort of fatigue um, or soreness, if that. So, absolutely. So I, I'll tell you something interesting, and this is a little recommendation, obviously not the same speed, but I did a um, – so I went to New Zealand in December just for a holiday, a oh, long story. But um, my wife and I were over there and we were down in um, near Lake Wanaka and there's there's a, a climb there called Roy's Peak and it goes up 1,500 metres. Like it's just a very yeah. popular climb, really great. And so I'd been up it before and I thought, right, I'm going to go and do a vertical K of my own. Yeah. And um, so I did 1,000 metres from the bottom and I on my watch I had it set up so that when I hit 1,000 metres I just stopped. So nothing official about it. And I, I pushed up. And it was about about a 20% gradient most of the way. So it ended up being six and a half kilometres. So, again, it wouldn't have counted as a an official VK, but um, it's still a good test. And I did it in 52 minutes, which I was pretty pleased with considering. Um, but the thing that my, my heart rate maxed out, right, 
yeah. completely maxed out within the first 10 minutes. And I'll, I just had to hold on for dear life for the rest of the way up because I was really wanting to see how quickly I could do it. But uh, sorry, my legs were fine. It was my heart and lungs that gave, gave I sort of was the weak point and I'm fit. And so and I definitely think, I don't know if that's the same for a lot of people, but I think um, because you're not actually moving your legs that quickly, like I saw a little video of me running and I didn't look like I was that running that quick, you know, but it felt yeah. really quick. Yeah. 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 So obviously your, your, your average kilometers is heaps slower. So your average pace. And so you're not going to smash your legs as much and that's why you're not getting as sore. And so I feel like I could have done it the next day, but I mean, I was fatigued like everywhere, like my whole, I was tired from the, from running, um, you know, but not my legs. My legs were fine. So yeah. I, I would definitely, you want to get those, um, you want to, you want to get your aerobic fitness as high as possible because you spend most of your time, you're going to be right on the the cusp of throwing up the whole time. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, which is basically a lot of what you do, you know, a lot of the track races, that's what you are, aren't you? You're right, you're like, you're right on the, the, the cusp of, if I go any harder, am I going to puke? Yeah. Or <laughs> yeah. am I, is my body just going to give up on me kind of thing? Yeah. Which you see, like that happened to the Japanese guy in the juniors at the world. Oh, yeah. And G'day in the women's. And, I know. But, but you, obviously that had the, the limit of um, the heat, heat, the heat yeah. as well. So, which I sort of suffered in thailand as well um yeah got hot and humid <laughs> yeah that it, that race was a, a pretty big experience um tell me, yeah tell me about it yeah so um obviously getting over there and i think the fact that i'd been to yeah the world junior cross country i sort of knew what to expect but the the event organizers in thailand it's whole as a whole put on a great show um, and a great experience for yeah all us athletes and um, yeah it's it's pretty sort of thrilling when you fly over you get into the team hotel and there's Team USA there's Team Spain and yeah, yeah that that realization of like yeah geez um, it's yeah we're versing the world kind of thing and and then as soon as the racing sort of starts you sort of get the jitters you sort of go oh actually I'm ready yep let's do it. But yeah, the the conditions were far far from great, with um, it being sort of ranging between sort of thirty two to thirty five a week, um, overcast, which wasn't too bad because it it was humid, which humid yeah. humidity is always it's that's always going to be the biggest player in terms so of the heat. So yeah. Thick. So. But the worst thing was we woke up on our day and it was probably the nicest day, no clouds, clear blue skies, which I was just like, mm, hang on, oh. nice day. It's going to be hot. Sun's yeah. now out. So having the sun beaming down on us, the humidity is still above 85%. Yeah, um, it was probably the hottest day as well of the week. Um, it was – and. I'd done all the work. I'd done the work that I needed to do, but nothing could have set me up more, like sort of any better um, for the race. Just not having, oh, I could have probably raced in a trail race. Yeah. Similar, but I just, it's very hard to find in Australia in sort of a seven week um, span of time in sort of the end of 
um, June or end of winter, I mean. Um, so yeah, just sort of not having that experience, um, as, as, and the course was actually fairly technical. Um, there's a couple of creek crossings when you're going up the hill. So to implement sections of sort of rock gardens and creeks and stuff while you're still climbing up a, um, rain sort of had washed half the track away as well. So there was a lot of rivets and is obviously been dry all week as well. So you, the, the dirt's quite loose and it was just a culmina culmination of, um, going out really hard, hitting a hill that's quite technical and then the sun beaming down on you is, yeah, it was a pretty hard experience. So yeah. took a lot from it. Um, yeah, right. But yeah, it, the body, the body, um, wasn't a fan of me for straight after the race. No, I bet. And so this, the upcoming year uh, for for the mountain running championships, we're in um Austria. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So the climate might be, although it'll be summer there too, won't it? Um, yeah, it will be. But obviously, in an alpine area, you're always going to have that sort of that alpine breeze. Yes. Um, yeah. So obviously, yeah, it can be sunny, but you always there's always going to be that element of crisp to it. Um, at least there's not going to be any humidity. That's that's always a plus. Um, <laughs> and to be fair, I I I'm, I actually enjoy running in warm weather um, more than cold. So yeah, right. being being a little bit warm, it's not the worst thing. Um, and having sun beaming down on you is not the worst thing. But I think just the yeah as i said with the humidity and everything else involved um made it pretty difficult but obviously austria alpine um altitudes the big part so yeah that's another aspect yeah. there's a lot of aspect you've got a lot of things to juggle you yeah. know plus you've got to travel to the other side of the world you know yeah. that, and make sure so you got to get there in time so do you go over early and and acclimatize well you know? that's the thing um with me, with how my year's probably turned, planning out and sort of obviously financially as well, um, I probably won't be able to. So yeah, with work and everything else. So <laughs> it probably won't be the race, the best leader, but I think um, being, I'll, I'll definitely get over there a week before. That's, yeah. that's a definite, but not being able to be there for what three, two weeks, and almost even getting a, a race in while over there beforehand to sort yes. of blow the cobwebs out, and and that and that that's where also what that doing the uphill and the up and down sort of entices me. I can sort of blow the cobwebs out on the uphill, yeah, or down, um, and I'd, I'm sure I'd be fit enough to be able to back it up four days later. So, wow. So, yeah. and the thing is, I mean, obviously, this is the thing that sucks the most is with there's no funding for athletes um, for World Mountain Running Trail Championships because from Athletics Australia, there's no obviously no money. So, everyone has to be basically self funded, don't they? Which is, I think, a real um, yeah. kick in the pants. Hopefully, that changes in the next few years. Well, and, that, and that's where, like, I'm hoping because I think obviously around the world it's sort of happened 
in with my situation where a track or a road runner has turned to trail, um, especially in America and Europe. Yeah. And I'm sort of, yeah, I'm hopeful that my influence in the track and world, the track and road um, world, yeah, will sort of entice a lot more people. Um, yeah. And I think, I think it already has. Like a lot of people sort of were questioning why are you doing that? Why, like, why would you go do trails? Um, but I think the fact that they, when they saw that I'm running for the my own country, um, the experiences I've been able to have, it will bring sort of a different crowd, um, a more competitive yeah. crowd into the sport. Absolutely, yeah. Hopefully. And also with the world champs now being run with world athletics, um, it sort of brings a lot more interest into it with sponsorships and stuff like that so hopefully yeah hopefully it does because yeah <laughs> thailand yeah. wasn't the cheapest thing um yeah. even though it's only in thailand it was yeah it was and then when you sort of start implementing the training as well so before thailand i was doing a lot of heat training um at a like a treadmill gym so that that's yeah, extra yeah. costs and and then you the countless hours of training that you're putting in as well. Exactly. So your everyday training and your, yeah. No, I mean, and when, I, yeah. And I when you get, when you got to pay for your uniform, it, it, that sort of leaves a little bit of a sour taste as well. Yeah. But, come um, on. Come on, yeah. Athletics Australia. Come like on. The amount, of, the amount of uniform that they would have sitting around um, yes. and to have us pay for it, it's a bit sort of stiff. But yeah, hopefully they sort of realize that it actually is a, and travel. the profile is is growing. Of the, the sport is growing oh. massively, you know. And um, I think that you are right. Gets people such as yourself, like with really good running pedigree on the track, coming into the sport in the trails and in the mountains. Um, I, I do see a certain inevitability that it will um, get better funding. But I mean, in the it doesn't help you in the in the here and now. No. And um, but I mean. How about sponsorship? You know, are you do you have a spot any sponsorship deals? No, no, nah, no. Nah. So um come on, sponsors. Come I on. Know. Come on, come get, on. Um, get on board. Yeah. yeah. Nah, yeah. so obvious oh, the lucky thing is obviously I work at Soul Motive, which is a running store here in Melbourne. So oh, cool. I, I do have the um good opportunity of yeah, having Thank access to footwear yeah. and everything else. So which is nice, but yeah, obviously having a sponsorship and free gear is one thing, but yeah, it's with the trail world to be able to make a mark as well and to be an influence in the trail world and make money and um, you have to get over to Europe uh, or yeah. America and get into these bigger races and like the Golden Trail Series or um, similar events and that's where you make your mark. That's where people take notice and if if getting over there's going to cost you an arm and a leg and almost when you come back to Australia sort of on your last dollars, it's, it sort of doesn't really entice you to get over there. Um, yeah. Which, yeah, obviously. You're doing them a favour. You're doing, it's almost like you're doing Australia a favour and not yourself. Yeah. yeah. Um, but obviously, yeah, in the way that the world is at the moment, um sponsorship sometimes yeah it's a it's a funny conversation because 
yeah. if, you run, if you run fast, you'll get sponsored. Um, but obviously now you've got Instagram, you've got all these platforms where brands now look at um, influence um, and where the market is. So obviously a lot of mar- money and sponsorship goes to sort of people that have a following. Um, yeah, so you've got to play. The, they've got to play the social media game by putting your workouts on there on on Instagram or something like, and to start building an audience. You know, like yeah. yeah. And I know, and that's that's massively time consuming for someone who is working and training the both. You know, it's like it's it's yeah, very yeah. hard to to build a social media following. I mean, obviously, if you win a key race, all of a sudden you can blow up. You know, on social media, and then you see that in the trail world a lot. Um, I know um, there's a great runner who you probably know, Lucy Bartholomew. Um, yeah. She just won Tarawera 100 miler. She's she she got really like well known and picked up all this sponsorship early on because she won races when she was still in her teens, like big. But like it was, it was weird. It was weird to see a, a young girl winning. She was like 17 or something. I think when she won like um, I think it was Surf Coast Century or one of those. Yeah. You know, super young doing big things and so that just launched her and she, she's really and she's super proactive on social media which i think would be a lot of pressure and would take away from the running a bit you know you just want to run exactly you know? yeah. yeah and and as you as you touched on like i work full time i yeah. run time and i also coach as well so yeah right so, i don't have too much time um but obviously i I'll say I'm I'm pretty active on inst- Instagram and stuff like that. So yeah, um, and I'll always yeah be more than happy to promote um, anything that I'm sort of given as well. Um, but yeah, Absolutely. like I think I think where I am in I'm fairly new to the trail world, so there's not a massive um, massive rush with that as well. Because I also want to you want to be able to join a team or join a brand that's actually going to sort of assist in your career as well um, in, in a big way. So, but if I just keep doing what I'm doing, um, I think it's no question that um, hopefully I'll get there, but um, yeah, I just need to just keep winning. Yeah, exactly. And I think enjoy, enjoy being on the side of the mountain. As, as, so it's like I said earlier, you know, you just got to make sure that you're, um, enjoying what you're doing because if the outcome, you know, outcomes can be short lived. Yeah. <laughs> um, but no, it's um, yeah. Like I, I, I think um, if any, um, I, I really feel strongly about having, cause I've got people who I've coached who are sort of knocking on the door of doing big things. And I just think that it's really frustrating for them when you see how much work people put in, you know, and I mean, it, it all comes down to, revenue for these companies they're like what's yeah. the best return on investment for them if they're going to sponsor you what what are they getting out of it you know so um yeah but i mean obviously you just do you man and i hopefully yeah. hope, i really hope that something good comes out of it and so um what's your next like um you, what's coming up in the next few months for you obviously training aiming towards the worlds what, yeah yeah so um as i yeah, touched on I'll do that 3K um, at the start of the month in March. So that's at Box Hill Classic. Yep. Hopefully I'll try and get my 3K PB down um, there, which is 8.19. Then oh, nice. 
yeah so then i'll um then go do that vk in kenyanyi um yes so oh, look, i'm not gonna lie i actually want to go down and do that and yeah. like and watch you run away from me but at the same time i'm because i'm in a different age group i think i can do all right in my age group yeah <laughs> well yeah, yeah. It, it it seems like it's gonna um turn out to be a good crowd down there so which i'm pretty excited for because um as i said like yeah i've, I've did roller coaster did the mount bull sky run did two bays and as much as it is fun um winning and winning by a nice comfortable distance yeah as a competitive person i always enjoy being able to compete so and challenging myself against sort of the best in the country so Kenyani yeah. is going to be have, give me that chance with a yeah. couple of big names going to be down there. And then um, from there, I'll go to Buffalo Stampede, which will be another good challenge. Which um, you going to I'll do go there? to 20. 20, 20 yeah. There. Nice. And then um, where from there? UTA. So I'm only going to do the 11K at um, mm. the UTA, just purely based off um, with the up-down. The up downs, I think, in Australia, sort of fourteen k. So it's not sort of. I don't need to really um, crank it up to that sort of twenty twenty three k distance. Yeah. Uh, and then and then yeah, Austria from there hopefully. So yeah. some good good things on the schedule. Um, I, I think um, I got a I got a couple of very quick sort of questions that I'd like you know first, but before we wrap it up. But the other, like, how would you ever consider jumping into the ultra scene? Would you ever do an ultra, <laughs> or, the, or even a marathon? I mean, some people yeah, skip straight yeah. over the marathon. I uh, last year, if you said, um, "Oh, when are you going to do your first marathon or yeah, first real long distance race?" I would have been like oh, ten years. Um, but the more that I've sort of gotten into this trail, the trail world, and been watching all these YouTubes and seeing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Killian Jornet and um, yeah. all these guys sort of, and and the good thing is I've I've made good good friends, um, especially being in Thailand with Matt Crean and and Madge, um, yeah. two Great. big yeah pretty big ultra guys in Australia, and it's almost like oh actually, it does kind of seem interesting. I probably yeah. I'm not going to be doing a hundred miler anytime soon. Um, <laughs> you don't but, rush into those yeah but obviously yeah you've got that sort of the 40 to 50k distance um always on the cards at these at sort of events and yeah. you sort of like, when will that sort of step up happen i don't think it's this year maybe next year um yeah. and as i said that's where i'm still young in the in the sport of trail running so absolutely man trying to work where yeah. I, but yeah, I two bays the last four k my body sort of almost gave way to me. So I don't think in much where my training is at the moment. I'm ready to yeah lace it up for an ultra. But um, obviously yeah, but yeah, a year in the sport, as I said, consistency is key. So yeah, with all the the elevation and mileage in the legs over the hills and trails, um, who knows? But. I- yeah, it's definitely it's definitely on the cards now. I, I tell you one good thing about an ultra versus say all the short stuff you do. So, you know, like a lot of, like the at the weekend you ran six kilometers basically 
as hard as you could, like, and you basically jump straight into the fire, straight, you know. With yeah. an ultra, it's like is for so much of it, it's pretty easy. You yeah. know, like yeah. just you never you it's all sub maximal, you know, you never I mean you do peak it gets it's just muscular fatigue occurs, your heart rate doesn't get that anywhere near as yeah, high. Yeah. I mean it can towards the end, but you know, it's sort of so it is easy. It's like slowly boiling, you yeah. know. You're starting from a cold boil. Yeah. But yeah. yeah. It, and the, the, this is where I'll still I'll, I'll have to change, adjust my mindset is every time I step on a start line, I'm always going to be like, let's go. Let's give it 100. So, yeah. and that's where I, especially with um, Kanyani, it's going to be, very interesting for me to be like, no, don't go too hard or yeah. you don't need to give it a hundred percent all the race the whole time. Um, because if you do, you'll go too far. Yeah. Um, you won't recover. And that's the thing. It, and I, I, I'm still learning that where my limit is um, within the sport, but yeah, definitely an ultra is, yeah, it's more on the horizon than what it was last year. Yeah, I'd say with the thing like a VK, if I was you, I would say look at your watch and say give yourself 10 minutes of holding back. Yeah. Hold back hold back because that gives your body a chance to to oh yeah, to warm up, up into it. Um, yeah. and once once you and I usually that's how I'd usually race. I'd usually yeah. race um like on Friday was that was just a different strategy for me, but usually I would sit back let nothing my body dented, nothing gained man yeah let yeah. let my body warm up into the race and then that's where i can do my damage in the second half um yeah. and that's that's probably going to be the mindset in um in hobart but it's once again i don't uh, can you pass on that course that's the other thing i don't oh, know yeah you got to do um, some more research yeah yeah so yeah. It, i don't want to be caught behind and then we get into the last final hundred meters and I'm like, I can't, I, I physically can't get around yeah. if someone's in front of me. Um, and then I just get boxed in. But um, yeah. I think, I think, and I've thought this for a long time, comically, I think that they should allow, they, there should be zones and trails where punching and kicking should be legitimized. But <laughs> like you should be like in the next one K you're allowed to push people over yeah, yeah. yeah, that would imagine how much it'd be like a proper combat sport then. <laughs> well, yeah, or every, every sort of five hundred meters, there's an overtake lane. Yeah, like the highway. Um, yes. Yeah. That, you, yeah. If, if, slow if, vehicles yeah. have to move over, or they get yeah. DQ'd. <laughs> yeah, stay in the left lane unless overtaken. Uh, yeah. No, but like, no one wants to move across. It's just like on the highway, no one wants to move across. Exactly, and that and that's where that <laughs> as I touched on with the um yeah. actually sort of the competition side in Thailand. I wasn't used to sort of getting the shoulders out while running up a hill. Yeah. Uh, it, was, it was it was sort of different. I've obviously on a track race you sort of push around, but um but yeah, so yeah. it but it, yeah. I'm fairly new in the sport and I'm just sort of um well, just having fun with it. You're absolutely killing it, man. And um I think I look forward to seeing you uh grow in the sport and um learn a bit. And hopefully, maybe after in a little while, you can come back and we can have another chat and see how oh, you how you progressed and um, see if we hit some of these goals out of the park. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So, what's next for you? Ah, uh, you know, just 
just say no one ever asked me what's next for me uh I'll well, be this, is the, this is the other thing with yeah. with my coaching i do enjoy um sort of yeah i i, I sort of don't like talking about myself i like talking about other people's run more yeah. than i'll look i'll be honest uh before we whip it up i've got um we um so in a few weeks i'm doing the opposite of you because i usually spend a lot of time on the hills yep. um but i'm actually stepping onto the track yeah. but in the most it probably it's pretty ugly i'm doing a 50k on the track oh. here in adelaide um and so I, I'm doing it because I don't want to do it. Yeah, because, yeah, yeah. Um, it's, that, because, it's that mindset of it. Hmm, that's a yeah, challenge. It is a challenge. And I've attempted one a few years ago and I got 35 Ks in and it was really hot. And I've never done this in another race since then. I just stopped running. I just sat down. I was like, yeah. I was like, screw this. I cannot run another lap. I just got so mentally, it beat me mentally, I'll be yeah, honest. Yeah. You know? but yeah. you'll, never, you'll never physically be beaten. It's always going to be mentally. That's that's yeah. running for you. It's just exactly. So the, I'm going to go out there and run fifty, and I'm I'm a, I'm sort of mentally preparing a lot better. My objective is not not as scintillatingly fast, but my my objective is to break four hours for the fifty k um, on the track, which will be yeah. if I can do that, I'll be really happy. You know, yeah, like um, so you know, and then after that, moving more into um, more mountainous ultras again. You know, because I. You know, I would like to do, before the end of this year, I'd like to do another 100-mile race. I've done 100-miler. I've done lots of 100K races and 50Ks, but, yeah. I'm, I'm, yeah, the goal is to step into the, to do another miler, possibly something like the Alpine um, Challenge. In, yeah. Yep, Um But we'll just see how the year pans out. But I'm always, the running flat is always has always been my weakness. So um, I'm not like a great, so that's why I like, I like to look at my weaknesses and go, okay, I'm going to do, like that's the hard I I take the hard option like I know I'm pretty decent on hills and stuff but I like okay let's try something that I'm not good at and um yeah and so yeah we'll see how we go so I'll keep you posted follow me on Strava for for laps and laps and laps and laps and the and Santos Stadium here in Adelaide has just been resurfaced and so yeah so you you have you have a nice sponge underfoot mate I'll be bouncing around I just and the same thing too running around on those tracks like You've got to, I've got to pace myself, you know. So not because it'd be very easy when you get on there. It feels oh. really good just to go bounce, 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 and you know, go out in like four minute Ks and then suffer. So yeah. I'm, I'm, I've got to go out a lot slower because so it's all about, it's all about conservation of energy for save it for later in the race. But yeah, yeah. yeah, man. Yeah, what my favorite topic? What what footwear would you be wearing? Uh, on there, um, I would wear a. A comfortable maximal shoe. I'm due. To, I've been running in um, the Carbon Hoka Carbon X twos yep. for a while. I'll probably get something like those again, yep. and I'll run. It's too far to run in spikes. Um, oh yeah, no. yeah, yeah. And um, but the, those the Carbon X twos are really have been re- have served me really well. I actually got a lot of mileage out of them. Um, obviously the the Carbon shoes they lose their 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 pop after a while, but um. They're still good training shoes, so I'm probably going to get another pair of those before the race. And yeah, um, yeah. you ran in spikes on the weekend. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, cross country. I'll, I'll always chuck on a pair of um, yeah. well, dragonflies now. Um, nice. Just obviously having the spikes, it's just that extra, extra little bit of grip up the hills and through yeah. the mud. Absolutely. Um, but, but yeah, um, like I, I'm in in terms of trail trail shoes, I'm still sort of 
dabbling in what suits me because it's two bays I wore um, next percents. So Did you? yeah, yeah, because so there's good. enough road section for me to warrant it. Um, oh, mate, just speak. I I have worn road shoes in heaps of trail races, and people think I'm nuts. Yeah, but I, I look at the actual what the terrain is like and go, am I going to be running? Am I going to need the stickiest trail shoes or? A, I always opt for comfort over um, over the stickiness of my soul, you know. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah, that's awesome. And they and that served you well, obviously. <laughs> yeah, well, they were a brand new pair out of out of the box, and I tell you, they they've sort of um, if you looked at them now, it looked like they've got five hundred k's on them. Um, oh they, wow. yeah, they didn't fare too well, but yeah, that no, nah, I just I, I was thought about. It. I'm like just with calves and stuff like that. I'm used to them. Um, over that longer distance, it'll, they'll yeah, yeah. be better than sort of a slightly heavier, n- not as responsive trail shoe. Um, yeah. Well, so. I um, I also I used to work in a trail running shop, and so I yep. can probably give you some hot tips at some point about which I think would be the best. I'll tell you the best the best mountain running shoes to run in. Um, it's the Solomon Pulsar. So yeah. Um, so Pulsar. yeah, I've got I've got two pairs of the S Lab. Um, pulsars, the that, soft grounds, the standard. That's what I've got. That's yeah. exactly what I, I can see. Great mind. So, yeah, I I did plenty of research before I went to Thailand. Um, yeah. on, in terms of a race shoe, um, and oh, just the weight of them is just yeah, untouchable. Like they're, so I think they're lighter than an X percent as well. So, and they're so responsive. They're yeah. almost as responsive as an X percent. I, yeah, I was actually quite surprised when I first purchased them and put them on foot. I was like. Hmm, geez, okay. Um because yes, yeah, I've obviously at Soul Motive we do sell Solomon, but um yeah, some of the sort of more road options, they're a little bit firmer. And so I was surprised how um sort of sort of sponge response these were. Yeah, it's absolutely yeah, they're so good. Like it's um I've done one hundred I've done a couple of one hundred K races in um the the original Yep. S-Lab yep. Pulsars, yep. and they were, they were awesome. I do find that if I train in, running them too often, I do my calves get quite tight, and I think yeah. it's just because of the heel is quite raised. Um, yep. Yeah. But other than that, they they feel bloody great um, going uphill as well. Oh, like, sure. They just they, they push you up the hill, and, yeah, there's nothing to them. They're like, <laughs> you know, they don't yeah, – They're like they, a pair of socks with a bit of tread. Exactly. And it, it definitely suits a, a quicker runner. Well, there you go. Um yeah, no, shoes are fun. Salomon have come a long way, I think, um, with what they're doing with their shoes now. They're definitely – I'm rotating through three different pairs of, of Salomon at the moment. So, um, so yeah, they're pretty sick. <laughs> yeah, nah. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Nathan Pierce, mate, really great talking to you, man, and I look forward to seeing how you how you go. Yeah, we'll, we'll have to say goodbye from here. So thanks for coming on the podcast. Well, thanks for having me. What a pleasure. Yeah. yeah. No, it's a real fun chat. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Beautiful.